0: Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to 2021. Can you believe it? And uh, we want to say from all of us here at Life Central to you and to your family Happy New Year. Wherever and whenever you are watching this, we are so glad that you could connect with us. And as you can see from behind, me, we haven't quite got around to put in the Christmas decorations down yet. Our trees are still up. They will go down very, very shortly. And I wonder whether you're like us and you've still got your decorations up. Maybe you want to put it in the chat today. Decorations up, decorations down all packed away in a box ready for next year or still up there kind of holding on to the whole Christmas feeling. But you know, on this first Sunday in 2021, I want to just say it is so good to connect with you. And I just want for the next 20 minutes or so just to share a few thoughts, looking back and looking forward. And I've called this 2021 Taking Control and How. And I want you to hang with me, okay? because I think I've got something really important to share with you guys today. Whether you're part of Life Central Church or whether you're not, you are really welcome. And we hope this helps you at the start of this new year. How do you summarise 2020? What will your abiding memories of 2020 be? You know, I think for, for, for me, um, I, we, I've learned such a lot through 2020. It's like I was saying to one of our techie guys uh, just the other day. It's almost like I've got a new language at the end of 2020 than I had at the start of it. You know, I, I, at the start of 2020, I wasn't talking about VTs and cutaways and autofocus and all this kind of stuff. You see, because what we've done is we've learned to pivot. We've learned to be agile. We've learned to adapt so that we can communicate and we can connect with people in a virtual space. And I want to say our tech team and our our musicians have done such a phenomenal job during 2020 at learning and adapting. It's been so amazing for me to walk into a room and see a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old operating the cameras and some 60 year olds operating the cameras as well. But what will the lessons be that you'll take with you into 2021 from 2020? See, for me, there's lots of lessons for me. One of them is that tracky bottoms don't really suit me. And the other one is I never thought that putting the bins out would be such an exciting thing to do. At least it got me out of the house and put proper shoes on. Or or, you know, going and doing the big shop at Asda would be such a monumentous occasion. And there are lots of things that we learned during 2020. But I wanna be really honest with you today. One of the big lessons I learned was this. I like control more than I'd like to admit. I mean, I'm a leader, I'm a strategist, I'm a futuristic, I'm a visionary. I love to plan, I love to, I love to strategize. I love to think what happens next. And during 2020, God did some really deep work in me when I had to realise that actually my ability to influence, my ability to lead, my ability to plan was actually taken away from me in so many ways. And control is a little bit like certainty. You see, we lost that sense of certainty. But actually, what we really lost wasn't the sense of it. We lost the illusion of it. You see, certainty is an illusion and control is an illusion as well. And the big idea that I want us to take into 2021 is this. Take control of what you should, but surrender control of what you can't. Take control of what you should and surrender control of what you can't. And I would say that's the biggest lesson that I learned through 2020. And I really wanna take that with me into 2021 because I don't know what 2021 has in store for me and neither do you and neither does our world. And I wanna just look for a moment at one of the central characters, maybe, not the central character, because the central character is Jesus, but the other central character in the Christmas story, and that's Mary. And when you look at Mary's life, and I want to do a little bit of a a guide through her life this morning or today. And and, you know, as you look through her life, she had to come to the point where actually there was very little that she had control over. But what she did have control over, she took it. She took that control over what she should, but she surrendered control of what she should couldn't. So I want you to just come with me for a moment to the flip chart and I want to just tell you a little bit about Mary's story. So Mary's story begins as a a girl okay and if you like she's a, a young girl growing up and as a teenager she falls in love with a boy and that's all up and it's great and it's going all great and they're getting close and one day Joseph proposes to her to be engaged and to be married, she says, Yes, that's a real high point, but it kind of gets higher because then she gets visited by an angel. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's like a pretty high point in your life. But then the angel says that you, Mary, are going to be pregnant, and it's not your father's not going to be Joseph, it's going to be God, which is a little bit of a High point, but then it's a little bit scary because now she has to tell Joseph. She tells Joseph it's a disgrace in their culture for her to have a child out of wedlock and it's getting worse and worse and worse. But then Joseph decides he has a dream, an encounter with God, and he says he's going to take Mary so her life is on the up. And then they're they're starting to get ready for the arrival of the baby. And Joseph's saying, hey, I'm going to look after the baby. It's all good, all good. And then there's a census and then they travel to Bethlehem and they're traveling on a donkey that's not great. They get to the inn. There's no room at the inn. They have to go out in the back in almost like a stable. But then there's a baby born and the baby's great. The shepherds come, the wise men come. It's all good. And then they get news that king Herod knows about the coming of a messiah of a child and he's out to get this baby so then they have to flee and they eventually they flee right down to Egypt where they stay and then where they come back and then they start to raise the lad as their own it's all good it's all good at the age of 12 they're in Jerusalem and they lose their son can you imagine losing your son in a city i remember uh, we lost my sister uh, in London. In fact, we lost her in London. We lost her in Blackpool. We just couldn't get rid of it. No, I'm joking. We lost her in London. We lost her in Blackpool. Losing your child in the middle of a big city is incredibly traumatic. But then they found Jesus. He was in the temple. All good. All good. He's growing. And then, at the age of thirty, Mary has to kind of surrender again her son as he begins his life as a rabbi, and she watches him teach. She watches him do miracles. Incredible. But then the crowds begin to turn against him. And then Mary, that mother, and you know what? When your kids are grown up, you're still a mom, aren't you? You're still a dad. Even when they're grown up, like I'm a granddad now and I know what what that's like. And Mary has to watch as her son is taken, as he's tried, as he's beaten, as he's whipped, as he's crucified, the lowest point in her life. But then three days later, she sees Jesus rise again. And Jesus is who the angel back here said he would be. That's Mary's life. Guys, that's your life. And that's my life. It's basically a series of ups and downs. Isn't that like 2020? I mean, isn't this like 2020? It really is, isn't it? It was just a series of ups and downs. I remember at the start of 2020, like I was, I was so excited. It was like the biggest year of growth that we'd had as a church. And we were beginning to think about and dream about planting other locations and reaching more people and it was all good and then COVID hit. But then God did some things and then other things happened and basically your whole life, any year you could say, is a series of ups and downs. And here's the truth. Mary had very little control over much of what happened to her and so she had to surrender what she couldn't control. But... There are some things that Mary had control over and those are the things that we should control. And that's what I want to share with you as we head into 2021. So, so what can we take control of? What should we actually take control of as we head into 2021? And I've kind of thought about it in a little acrostic, okay? And I think this is original to me. I've never read this anywhere else. But basically... What we have control over is our arc. And by arc, I mean our attitude, our responses and our choices. We have control over our attitude, our response to what happens and over the choices that we make. Let's look a little bit at the story in Luke chapter 1 verse 26 to 35 and then we'll add in verse 38. And it says this, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. To a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. Can you imagine? This is a teenage girl, an unmarried teenage girl. And the angel says, You're highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Incredible words. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. I wonder whether Mary thought, What have I done? I mean, she hasn't done anything, really. And yet, I think God's looking not just at what she's done, but God is looking at the quality of her heart and of her character. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And then in verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. In other translations it says, let it be to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. Just in this little passage, you see something about Mary. You see that she took control over her ark, over her attitude, her responses and her choices. Her attitude was this, I don't understand this. She says, how will this be? I don't get it. And in In the original language, the way that's phrased, it's like she thought about it logically. That's what it meant. She tried to work it out logically and she couldn't work it out. But her attitude was, I can't work it out, but it will be because God has said it. It's really interesting that um, Mary's um, cousin Elizabeth, um, they also, Zechariah and Elizabeth, get visited by an angel and they're an older couple. And and, um, the the angel said to Zechariah, you're going to have a child as well. And and Zechariah asked the how question. And when he asked the how question, the angel struck him dumb for nine months. But when Mary asked the how question, the angel said, you're highly favoured. And if you look at that, you say, well, they both asked how. One is struck dumb and one is highly favoured. But they ask it differently. Zachariah said, how can this be? Mary said, how will this be? Both of them don't know how it will be, but their attitude is different. Mary is saying, I don't get it. But I trust you. And guys, I want to say to you, in 2021, as we move into a new year, can we have an attitude that says, God, I don't understand everything that's happening. I don't understand what's happening to me. I don't understand what's happening around me. But I know that you are here and I know that you are for me. So not just how can, but how will this be? And her response then is she surrenders control to the, because she can't control it anyway. So she basically says, let it be to me according to your word. Or I am the Lord's servant, may your word be to me fulfilled. In other words, my my, uh, response is I surrender. And I've had to learn a lot through 2020. And I've been a Christian a long time and a Christian leader for a long time. That actually I have to take control of what I should. But I have to surrender control of what I can't. And I think for me, 2020 has been a whole year of of taking control and surrendering, of giving and taking. And I think that's the same for all of us in 2021. And then her choices of this, I choose to serve you, God, no matter what happens to me. And Mary had many, many low points in her life, many points that was difficult as she watched her son um, you know, as she watched her son go through difficult situations. As she watched her son go through the most painful situation of all, which was his own death. I think as she looked at the cross, I, I can imagine her thinking about as a teenage girl, you know, with, with, the, with the angels speaking to her and saying, this is what's going to happen. She may be so like, wow, that's amazing. Now she's looking at her son on the cross. She has to take control over her ark. Her attitude, her responses and her choices. And guys, no matter what kind of year 2020 was for you, 2021 pro, uh, uh, kind of gives you the same kind of challenge. Will you take control over what you should and surrender control of what you can't? How do we strengthen our ark? So what I want to do in these last few minutes together is I want to give you four ways that you can strengthen your arc as we go into 2021. Four ways that you can strengthen your attitude, your response and your choices as you and I will hit the ups and downs of life through this year. Number one, establish a healthy rule of life. What do I mean by rule of life? Rule of life is a phrase that the the ancient kind of church fathers and and church leaders uh, phrased, that rule of life. It's basically, it's it's how am I going to live my life? It's a set of practices and relational rhythms that create space so that you encounter Jesus, so that you become like Jesus and so that you act like Jesus to our world. It's in other words, it, it, it's, that's what you can take control over. You can take, take control over the rhythm of your life. You know, I've learned through 2020 um, and, and, you know, and I wasn't great at this and I had to learn the hard way that, that it was very easy for me to say, oh no, I can't do that because I'm so busy or this happens. Or, it's almost like I, I was surrendering control of my diary. And I should never surrender control of my diary because my diary isn't something I surrender to. It's something that should surrender to me. In other words, I should take control over my schedule. And a rule of life is when we, when we align what we do with our values. And you and I have complete control over that. And one of, the, one of the quotes I used during 2020, if you might remember, was a quote from uh, The Lord of the Rings when Bilbo Baggins said this, I feel all thin, sort of stretch like butter that has been scraped over too much bread. And I've never known exhaustion like I knew in 2020. Physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually. But as I look back, I know that those times of exhaustion often coincided when my uh, schedule, when my rhythms, when my rule of life was out of balance. And I had to learn to take that back. And as we go into 2021, I'm working on establishing a healthy rule of life for this year. So for me, these are the seven things that I want to commit to this year. And you you need to do your own. But for me, I am committed to a daily focused time with Jesus. Remember at the start of the pandemic, I said this, start, don't start your day with the news. Don't finish your day with the news. Start your day with Jesus and end your day with Jesus. And I'm committed to a daily focused time with Jesus. I'm also committed to a daily awareness of the presence of Jesus. I want to pause. I want to reflect. I want to listen to God as I go about what I do on the day. I love this quote from Craig Rochelle, Prayer reminds us we are not in control and keeps us close to the one who is thirdly I want to commit to a weekly Sabbath in other words a day off and again I, I've not been great at this you know I love what I do I love working I love leading I love serving you guys uh, as a church I love telling people about Jesus and, and I've always found it quite hard to, to stop uh, and a metaphor that's been helpful to me in 2020 is this I can park the car but is the engine still running and actually Sabbath or a day of rest is God's gift to me but here's the thing, that when I unplug, when I switch off the engine, when I rest, that word rest is, is if you're thinking about the bigger sense of that word, is about restore. You see, it says in Psalm 23, it doesn't say that God rests our souls. It says that God restores our soul. And I know that my attitude, my response and my choices will be strengthened when I rest and when I allow God to restore me. The fourth one for me, a rule of life, is I want to commit to a weekly gathering with other spiritual travellers. In other words, I want to commit weekly to gathering together as church. Now, I know that's been really hard through 2020, when most of us, it's been virtual. But I want to commit to a virtual gathering as much as I want to commit to a physical gathering. And you are in control over that commitment. I also, one number five, want to commit to a yearly retreat or reflection space. I'm going to just say here, we're going to provide something for you in just a few days time. So this Saturday, the 9th of January, we have a, a two hour or so Zoom personal MOT. We're going to, I'm going to talk to you about that a little bit at the end, but I want to really encourage you to sign up for that via our website. We used to run this years ago in the room um, in person. Now we're going to run it virtually. It's been one of the most productive and effective things we've ever done. It allows you to look back over 2020, to reflect, to capture some learnings, and then to begin to pray and goal set for 2021. This is about you taking control of what you should and surrendering control of what you can't. So, so important. For me, I also want to commit to a percentage giving of my finance to the work of God. You know, as the economy is in trouble, as, 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 as prices might soar, as, as, as many of us are struggling with money, I want to commit uh, in the middle of all that to a percentage giving uh, of my finances back to God. Because they're not my fi- finances anyway, they're His. And I want to put first things first and I want to honour Him with my money. And then finally, I commit to a passion to see others experience Jesus for themselves this year. I long for others to come into a relationship with Jesus. Not just because that's what I do for a living, but because that's how I want to live my life. So guys, I want to encourage you. What could you do in these next few days, maybe on the personal MOT? This Saturday, maybe you could say in that space, give up a Saturday morning to say in that Saturday morning, I want to establish a healthy rule of life because that will strengthen your arc, your attitude, your responses and your choices. Secondly, the second thing that's going to strengthen your arc is this. Refuse to do life alone. We all discovered, didn't we, during 2020, how important relationships are. We all discovered how how much we miss people, how much we miss connecting with people. And we all discovered creative, innovative new ways to connect relationally, it's so important. Harvard University have been doing a study on relationships over 75 years now they've been doing it. They've been tracking a group of around 700 people, some of them from a, a wealthy community in Harvard, others from a very poor community in Boston. And regardless of the community that they were brought up in and raised in, the study has discovered this one thing. The single biggest factor in keeping us healthier and happier is the quality of our relationships. Guys, we are wired for community. We are wired for relationships. I know when I look back on 2020, when my arc was strengthened, when my attitude was good, when my responses were good, when my choices were good, often it was because I was investing in great relationships. You know, it leads to a a greater sense of well-being and it indicates that you live longer. People actually live longer when they're in healthy, life-giving relationships. The brain feels secure and the memory declines sl- at a slower rate. Can you imagine that? And, and it's not just any relationships, but it's having good, healthy, life-giving relationships are so important. And this is wisdom as old as the hills. It says in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 20, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. So who are you drinking coffee with as you move into 2021? Who are you hanging around with? Who are you doing life with? You know, because if you do life with life-giving people, it will lift you up. You see, if you do it with um, people that drain you, it will pull you down. Now there's a balance here. We need to invest in other people. We need to give and we need to serve, but we also need to make sure that there are people in our life that are good for us. And that are wise for us, and that help because that will strengthen our attitude, our response, and our choices. Guys, in this church, small groups are so important as we call them connect groups. And we've all discovered uh, during 2020 how important our connect groups are. If you're not in a connect group, I want to encourage you go to the website today. Go to the website today and fill in the next steps card and ask to join a connect group. And you might say, oh, yeah, that's fine. But, you know, we're still doing it on Zoom and I'm fed up of Zoom. Listen, listen, I love you more than I don't love Zoom. And I need you more than I don't love Zoom. So in other words, even if it is Zoom, the relationship that that enables us to have is more important than my like or my dislike or my frustration with Zoom or with technology. We have to prioritise relationships You want to strengthen your arc. You want to take control in 2021 of what you should, then commit and say, I refuse in 2021 to do life alone. You are not meant to do life alone. So, so important. Number three, grieve your losses. Grieve your losses. Guys, I've discovered during 2020, as we uh, went into lockdown number one in March, my mother had just died, as many of you know. In fact, we did the funeral just three days before lockdown. And I know that that, that as mom died and we we did the funeral, um, uh, I know that as we then went into lockdown, I know I didn't grieve my loss. I know I find it hard to grieve because all of a sudden, you know, we're leading in a pandemic. And, and, and as a leader, I'm trying to help other people. And, and I knew it was the summer, really, that, that God spoke to me and said, Leon, you're not grieving your losses. And, and, and I went away for a few days uh, on my own and, and began to grieve my losses. And I realised that actually, my losses that I was grieving, it wasn't just my mum. There were other losses as well the loss of relationship, the loss of plans and dreams and and things that I felt God had put in my heart. And and, and I want to say to you, life is a series of grieved or ungrieved losses. And if we want to strengthen our attitude and we want to strengthen our response and we want to strengthen our choices, we've got to learn to grieve our losses. You know, Mary presents Jesus in the temple a few days after he's born and Simeon takes uh, Jesus in his arms. But then Simeon says to Mary, And a sword will pierce your own heart too. And that's a little nod to the future that, hey Mary, in all of the euphoria of having this baby child now, there's going to be some sorrow in your life. And that's a little nod to the future and what happens when, when, when Jesus is crucified. And, and you can just imagine the pain that Mary's a mother felt as she looked. And, and the reality is that we can't guard ourselves against pain. But what we can do is we can grieve our losses when they come. And I don't know for you or for me or for us what 2021 will bring, but there may be, or there will be some losses in 2021. Some of you have lost loved ones this last year. Some of you have lost jobs. Some of you have lost relationships. Some of you have lost holidays. Some of you have lost celebrations. Some of you kids and teenagers, you've lost rites of passages at school and college and university grieve those losses. When we hold on to them as pain, then that pain begins to take control of us. But when we deal with that pain, when we grieve those losses, then we take control over what we should and we surrender control of what we can't. Every loss brings with it a measure of grief. uh, You know, what we want to do is we want to dull or kill pain. But pain is not meant to be killed or dulled, it's meant to be grieved, it's meant to be surrendered. All of this is in your control. Strengthen your ark, grieve your losses. So, as we draw to a close, establish a healthy rule of life. Refuse to do life alone, grieve your losses. And then finally, maybe this is the biggest one of all, count your blessings. It's a really old phrase, isn't it? That old song, count your blessings. What does it do? It says, name them one by one. How many of us have learned the importance of this during this last year, 2020? Let's not lose it as we head into 2021. This may be the single biggest factor that will strengthen your ark. I love this verse in Psalm 103, verse 1 and 2 from the message. It says, oh, my soul, bless God from head to toe, will bless his holy name oh my soul bless God don't forget a single blessing don't forget a single blessing you know and I know that as I look back over 2020 in the ups and the downs of of that year the times when my arc was strengthened when my attitude my response and my choice was strengthened was not when I looked at what I didn't have it was not when I looked at what I'd lost But it was when I looked and when I counted and when I was grateful for what I did have and for what God was doing in my life. When I count my blessings, my attitude gets better. My response gets better and my choices get better. So... Here's some application questions for you at the start of 2021. And they'll come up on the screen. Uh, Maybe you want to take a screenshot of them or maybe we'll just hold on to them on the screen for a moment. But let me just give you these four questions and maybe this will help you as you move through this first week of January. And you know, in this week of January, we are um, going to give you some opportunity to connect and to, and to do some reflection and some planning work. So on Tuesday night, we have Life Central Midweek at 8 o'clock when Alison and myself will be talking about this a little bit longer. On Wednesday to Friday, we have those three days of prayer and fasting. And then on Saturday, uh, the 9th of January, the personal MOT. Some great opportunities during this week to rest, to reflect, to think and then to take control of what we should and then to surrender control of what we can't. So here's four application questions for you. Number one, if I were to write down my rule of life, what might it look like? If I were to write down my rule of life for 2021, what might it look like? I gave you the seven things for me. What would your things be? Maybe it's less than that. Maybe it's more. What would your rule of life look like? Number two, how can I deepen my relational life this year? You know, some of you guys in connect groups, you stopped going. You stopped going during 2020. I want to ask you today, make a decision that you're going to go back in. Some of you are not in a small group. You've not joined. Oh, I don't do groups. Hey, that's fine. I get that. But you know, in the I don't do groups, let's not lose sight of the fact that we are created for relationship. And it's not just about what you do or don't do. It's also about what you bring to other people and what you bring to the group. And, and also I want to say, it's not just about turning up. It's about investing. It's about asking the second question. It's about taking that risk like we've talked about during this last year. So how can I deepen my relational life this year? Number three. What are the losses I've not allowed myself to grieve? And maybe you've carried loss and pain during this last year. And at the start of this new year, could you bring those to God? And could you say, God, I don't want to carry these. I want to surrender them to you. And finally, number four, can I try to count my blessings every single day in 2021? What would it look like as you wake every morning to start your day with Jesus and say, hey, as I read a little bit of the Bible, as I pray a bit for five or 10 or 15 minutes, I want to start my day by counting my blessings and just naming them. Maybe I want to end my day, but maybe it's been a great day. Maybe it's been a terrible day. But as I end this day, I want to end this day with gratitude and thankfulness. And when you do that, When you start and end your day with counting your blessings, it will strengthen your arc. It will strengthen your attitude and your response and your choice. You will take control of what you should and then you can surrender control of what you can't. Guys, as we finish, we're going to sing a song together. and I want to encourage you wherever, whenever you're watching this to really engage with this song. This has become a really important song to me and I know to many people. In fact, this was a song... Get emotional again. This was a song that we used at my mom's funeral way back in March last year. But this has become a powerful song for many of us during 2020. Because it talks about the goodness of God. And it talks about the fact that in the ups and downs of life. That Mary uh, experienced. That we all experienced in 2020. That we all experience every single year of our life. In the ups and downs. God is faithful. And God never leaves us. And guys, right now, I wanna just pray for you. And maybe at the start of this new year, maybe you are a little bit fearful. You know, you look back at 2020 and you think, wow, I mean, might it even get worse and all of that. And, and as you start on the, on, on uh, going into a new year, maybe maybe you are concerned and maybe there's stuff that you're carrying right now that you want to surrender to God. You know, we would love to pray for you at the start of this year. On the screen now is coming a link to, to our website, to our Say One For Me uh, response where, where uh, we've got a whole prayer team and we pray by name for you guys. In fact, we've prayed for nearly 100 people who've sent in messages over these last few months and we would love to pray for you today but let me just pray for you in this moment Jesus I want to thank you so much for the fact that no matter what we go through we don't go through it alone Emmanuel God with us Christmas reminds us that you came and that you are here hope is here And regardless of what happens in 2021, we can know that you will walk through it with us. And so Lord, I want to pray for every single person watching or listening to this, whenever, wherever they're watching it, may they and their family know that you are with them through the ups and downs of life. And Lord, help us to take control over what we should and surrender control over what we can't to the one who is always in control. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.